1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, when we have an election coming up, every candidate is pro-police. You see that everywhere. I'm pro-police. Oh, really? Pro-police? I was pro-police before being pro-police was cool. So I was very happy to see that yesterday was a great day for Columbus police. Uh, A group of which uh, should have been exonerated immediately. And a group of which have been exonerated at long last. The first group are those Columbus police who responded to the active shooter on I-71 in March. Guy wandering around... After he crashed his car into the median, randomly shooting at passersby, he was shot by Columbus police in the leg. And it's taken until now for a grand jury in Delaware County to determine that the two officers involved will not face any charges. Uh, the person who did the shooting, 21 year old Jonathan Myers, faces charges of attempted murder, felonious assault, discharging a firearm on or near prohibited premises in Delaware County. And thankfully, the Delaware County prosecutor got a hold of this case. Or he would most assuredly be out on bail if it was in Franklin County. But in Delaware County, he is in jail where he belongs. Jonathan Myers explained his actions that day by saying he had been up for four days and was taking large amounts of various drugs said he did not want to hurt anyone but himself. That's interesting, since he was firing indiscriminately at cars and at Columbus police. Now, the other officers who have been exonerated, is a much deeper story. Oh, remember the racist actions of Columbus police in downtown Columbus during the George Floyd protests in May of 2020? Yes, Terrible pepper spraying people, brutalizing people. Oh, there's a policy now that Columbus police cannot use pepper spray. They cannot use rubber bullets. They cannot use batons. They cannot use any, any of the generally agreed upon riot dispersal tactics that police around the country routinely use because of a federal judge, a bad federal judge, Algernon Marbley, Ruling that Columbus police actions in May of that year were horrendously racist and unacceptable. Well, I would think if they were horrendously racist and unacceptable and outside protocol and everything else, that somebody would certainly be charged with something and found guilty of something. But so far, not yet. Yesterday, prosecutors dismissed, prosecutors dismissed the case against Columbus police officer Tracy Shaw, after the primary complainant expressed doubts about the justice system providing accountability. Now, why would the primary plaintiff have doubts about the justice system providing accountability? Well, could it have been because another officer charged with Uh, similar crimes for pepper-spraying people who would not disperse when they were told, uh, was found not guilty. Oh, that might be it. Yes, that is exactly what happened. Sergeant Holly Canode was found guilty, uh, found not guilty, rather, of dereliction of duty and falsification of records. She was one of the other officers charged in the aftermath of the May riots in downtown Columbus. So after hearing that, the first complainant who'd lodged her complaint against officer Shaw decided, well, maybe I'm not going to get anything out of this. And rather than waste my time, I'll just insist on a sit down with officer Shaw. And I can tell her, you know, that I didn't appreciate her pepper spraying me. And I guess if that's all I'm going to get, then that's all I'm going to get. And that is indeed all she got. Except of course, uh, the satisfaction of knowing that she caused the city of Columbus to spend somewhere between 300000 and a half a million dollars to investigate these incidents. That's your tax money. Congratulations, whiners. When a cop tells you to do something, do it. Do it. Disperse, leave the area, put your hands behind your back, on top of your head. I tell you this not because I think cops are right all the time. I tell you this because even if cops are wrong, you will make the situation worse by not doing what the officer tells you to do. Let's say the cop is a bad cop, and you decide that you're not going to do what the officer tells you. Will that make things better or worse for you? I think the answer is pretty obvious. Okay, so there was a special prosecutor appointed, investigators appointed, they filed three cases, nothing yet. There's one case yet to go, supposed to go to trial August the 15th. We'll see if Sergeant Philip Walls is found guilty of anything. But if it proceeds as things have proceeded so far, uh, I think Sergeant Walls will, like Officers Shaw and Canode, um, likely come out of this unscathed, relatively speaking course been through a lot of heartache and angst it's never good to have your professional reputation called into question been called a lot of dirty names and i don't know if they would want to continue to be columbus police officers or not i don't know maybe they're among the 200 plus that took the money and ran or 100 rather who took the two hundred thousand dollars and ran when offered early retirement as i said yesterday i hope a lot of those officers show up in suburban departments and if that happens then the suburban police departments that inherit them will get better, and the city of Columbus that will, without any other recourse, replace those experienced officers with less experienced officers, the city of Columbus police force will get, at least for the moment, maybe maybe forever, maybe not forever, but at least for the moment, it will get weaker because the more experienced officers you have on your force, the better your force is going to be. Now, back to Tim Ryan, the congressman whose uh, district has been eliminated, and thus he cannot run again. 20 years in Congress, the guy who has gotten four bills passed in 20 years, all of them to rename buildings, none of them to put more food on the table of Ohio voters, none of them to end the opioid crisis in Ohio. Uh, Tim Ryan spent a lot of time on CNN yesterday telling things that were... Uh, untrue, or half-true. And very often, when something is half-true, it is also half a lie. And so, Tim Ryan did that when he talked about J.D. Vance, his opponent in the Senate primary coming up in November. Here is one of several things that he had to say about J.D. Vance.
0: He can't raise any money because people, you know, know he's not a good candidate and he's not from the state.
1: He can't raise any money because he's not a good candidate and he's not from the state. Now, that's interesting. J.D. Vance raised uh, quite a bit of money to win the Ohio Republican Senate primary. Uh, He must be a good candidate in in the eyes of Republican voters who had ample other choices in their primary. If you wanted a MAGA pit bull, you had Josh Mandel. If you wanted someone who had proven that they could build businesses and understand economics, then you had Mike Gibbons. If you wanted someone who knows the ins and outs of Ohio Party politics and could marshal support for candidates as diverse as John Kasich as governor and Donald Trump as president, then you had Jane Timken. Uh, If you wanted a squishy rhino fake Republican, then you had Matt Dolan. And unfortunately, from my estimation, if you wanted somebody who was a lawful immigrant to the United States, who built a business from nothing, and who understood what it's like to be poor but also understood what it's like to build wealth and create jobs for others, you had Bernie Moreno. And J.D. Vance won that primary. So I don't think he's a bad candidate. And as for him not being from Ohio, I think he wrote the book "Hillbilly Billy Elegy about growing up in Middletown, Ohio, in a drug-addled family. So uh, Tim Ryan, well, he's a Democrat, so I guess he lies. I love that Voltaire quote because it's so true. It is impossible to free fools from the chains that they revere. The left reveres climate change. They do not revere God, so they have to put themselves in the place of God. And thus they think they can control the climate just by passing a law or two or ten here in the United States. It will do nothing for the world climate because as far as I know, air circulates around the globe. And India and China have shown no interest, nor has Russia, in kowtowing to the climate alarmists. Imagine the temerity, thinking you can make a law or two here to control the climate. Funny, isn't it, though, that we have now, you see on the news, 100 million people are subject to extreme heat warnings. 100 million people in the U.S. When it gets cold, icy cold, freezing cold, Sub-zero cold across the country in the winter, and people like me say, hey, if this is uh, proof of global warming, uh, somebody's going to have to explain that to me. We're told condescendingly, weather is not climate. Weather is not climate when it's cold weather, but weather is climate when it's hot weather. It is impossible to free fools from the chains that they revere. They revere themselves as God, so... Boys can be girls and girls can be boys. Sorry, doesn't work that way. Truth is not a piece of clay. It cannot be molded, shaped into what you want it to be. Truth is truth. Truth is not invented. Lies are invented. Truth exists. I'm going to talk more about truth and lies tonight to those who attend the Hilliard Republican Club meeting at Ten Pin Alley in Hilliard at 6 p.m. Hope to see you there. Now, I've been talking a lot today about Congressman Tim Ryan running for Senate in the state of Ohio. Tim Ryan on CNN, among many things, said this, which I promise you will hear many times, many, many times. Over the coming weeks of the campaign, I don't think it, the inflation is really an issue when it comes to investing into the jobs of the future. The man who purports to represent working people of the state of Ohio, the hardworking hard scrabble blue collar, every man of the Mahoning Valley says, "I don't think it, the inflation is really an issue when it comes to investing into the jobs of the future." Green jobs, solar panels, windmills, more important than high prices. He tried to sell this to farmers in Portage County on Friday. It did not go well. One of the farmers in attendance uh, told Tim Ryan to, quote, have Uncle Joe build the pipeline." And Tim Ryan responded, I'm not talking about Uncle Joe. I'm talking about Uncle Tim. Well, that's really odd that Tim Ryan would say that he doesn't want to talk about Joe Biden since he's voted with Joe Biden 100% of the time in Congress. Now, he will not tout that in his campaign ads. He will tout how much of a Donald Trump guy he was. Unfortunately for Tim Ryan, there are websites that track a congressman's votes, and I found such a website. I have tweeted it on my timeline at bhools. It comes from 538, lauded as an insightful analytic website. How many times did Tim Ryan vote with Donald Trump? Well, let's go down through the list. In the 116th Congress in 2019-2020, uh, Tim Ryan, here's a couple check marks where he voted with Donald Trump on increasing corona. Virus-related stimulus payments from $2,000 to $600. He voted with him on that. Pandemic aid bill voted with him on that. Ah, spend money. He's all in. Providing assistance to people affected by the coronavirus. March of 2020, he voted with Donald Trump. United States-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. This is the one that Tim Ryan will tout. I voted with Trump on trade. He indeed did. Elsewhere on the list, voted for the budget, It's pretty standard. Not a lot of other check marks here on the long list of items. How many times did Tim Ryan vote with Donald Trump according to 538? In the 116th Congress, he voted with Donald Trump 8% of the time. What's the average among all congressmen of the opposing party voting with Donald Trump? Was Tim Ryan ahead of that curve or was he behind that curve? He was behind that curve by a lot. 15% was the norm for Democratic Congressman Tim Ryan did it 8% of the time. Uh, just a little bit more than half the time. What about the 115th Congress? Well, he voted with him on changing federal sentencing and prison laws. 2018 farm bill. Not a lot of other check marks here. Opioid crisis, voted with him on that. Targeting imports of opioids through the international mail system, voted with him on that. Expanding care for veterans, voted with him on that. Let's check the final tote board, shall we? Boy, they were busy in that 115th Congress. How many times did Tim Ryan vote with Donald Trump? 23% of the time. Pretty impressive. How many times did Democrats in the 115th Congress vote with Donald Trump? According to 538 55% of the time. So again, Tim Ryan will tout how much he voted with Donald Trump. His record shows, the numbers show, the truth is, he voted with Donald Trump half or less than half the time of other Democratic congresspeople. He is not, as he said in this CNN interview, one of the most bipartisan congressmen, There is. That is a direct quote from Tim Ryan. I'm one of the, well, he actually said, I'm one of the top, most bipartisan congressmen there is. That is not true. It is among an array of things he said in this interview and that he says in every interview that are not true. And as I always tell you, if people will not tell you the truth, it's not because they don't like the truth. It's because they don't have the truth on their side. It was very interesting, one response to Tim Ryan, when the mood in the room in the Portage County farmer confab got a little unfriendly. He said, is there anything we're going to agree on or are we just going to sit here and fight? We don't owe you to agree with you on stupid. That's something that conservatives have a problem with. We have a problem with stupid We have a problem with selling out the values of our country. We're not into experimenting, looking for new ways to do things when we have old, proven ways of doing things. Crime and punishment. Meritocracy. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Not CRT, SEL, and other woke nonsense. No, Tim Ryan. We are not required to agree with you on anything. We are allowed to disagree with you on everything. And it's my hope that the voters in the state of Ohio will realize how out of touch your record is with what they prefer.